Miss Rowland. Miss <laughs> Rowland. Like even even though she was just my even though she was just my teacher in in acting class, like and then in the theater course we took where we actually did a play, like I always felt like she was there, like I guess in an omnipresent type of way. Like she was she had, you know, thirty kids to teach, but she was always there around you. Like she was always you know, quick to teach you or to give you like 30 seconds of like one-on-one tutelage and then get back to the class. So, yeah. And then she was always free when you needed her. Like even if she was in another, like walking to another class or she was on her way to her office or about to leave, you could always stop Miss Rowland and she would like talk to you. She was very aloof in her talking to you. But yeah, I think that's like the closest I've had to like a, creative guidance yeah okay i guess i'm very closed off because i guess it's not easy for me to let people in i've never had that from like a teacher or anything except for like modeling but it still wasn't really that so yeah yeah i guess we've both you know been on a long journey of trying to find our way in you and modeling and me and acting and it almost feel like it's you know a hundred streets (laughs) (laughs) you tried it the average conversation podcast the average conversation is a podcast that reviews movies and tv shows relevant to today's issues or times we seek to understand motifs characters we seek to understand motifs character development plot and storyline we also look at a film as how it relates to pop culture or the generation the film was made in if it's a newer film will it stand up to the test of time if if it's an older film how will how well has it stood up to time in today's episode, we are reviewing A Hundred Streets on Netflix. Yes, A Hundred Streets on Netflix. So this um this section of the podcast, we are reviewing nothing but Netflix streamable material. So if it's on Netflix, we're gonna review it and we're aiming to review more of like the I guess everything. Yeah, everything. Really? Well, yeah, everything, but, like, we're trying to do, like, more of, like, the things that are obscure. Like, 100 Streets, I don't even, how did we come upon 100 Streets? I don't know, didn't you find, you found I don't know how we found it, (laughs) find it, found it, I don't know, I don't know. But, either way, um, yeah, so, 100 Streets. It's an amazing movie, actually, so it follows about, how many characters, four characters, 
Yes. So um, it is a British drama film directed by Jim O'Hallan and starring Idris Elba. I always get his name wrong. Is that how you say it? Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Alba. Elba. Close enough. It was uh it made its debut in the United Kingdom on uh back in twenty sixteen before being released in American theaters and uh on uh, video on demand on Netflix in gen- January of twenty seventeen. The film centers around three characters who have to meet in London for special reasons and unlikely circumstances. And of course, like I was saying, or like you were saying, it does have Idris Elba as the main lead and then uh Jima uh, I don't know how you say her name. Art, Arterton, is that how you say it? Jima. Arterton. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I, I I guess that's how you say it. Like I don't I don't I don't really know how you say it. But she's been she's been in a ton of um a ton of movies. Uh, Runner Runner. Uh, she's been in uh, Hundred Streets, of course. The History of Love. Uh, The Escape. So, uh, she's she's done her work in Hollywood. Um. This movie did pretty well, I would say, on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know how well it did on Rotten Tomatoes? You want to guess? I personally think that it did very well. So I know Rotten Tomatoes, they do like really high ratings. I mean, low ratings. So, well, yeah, a if, good if you got Rotten a Tomatoes, it's like what? Like a seven or <laughs> no, seven no, or okay. eight? So, Rotten Tomatoes gives a percentage. So, it's either between oh, like 100% to, to 0%. 78? You think it was 78? It was 42%. <laughs> <laughs> Why? And that's good. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of good. Like, it it could, I mean, I've seen movies that, better. yeah, I've seen movies that have been way better, but I've also seen movies that you think are good that are trash. So, to do 42% on Rotten Tomatoes is pretty good. Like I said, it was directed by Jim O'Hallen, uh, who also directs the show uh, The Punisher. On Netflix. Did you watch that? No. You haven't watched that? Nope. Not yet. Well, it's a Netflix original, and uh, he directed that. Other than that, I couldn't really find much more information on him. Uh, The movie did, uh, it reportedly cost $3 million to make. You want to guess how much it it took in at the box office when it opened? Just guess. $5 million. Try $327. Oh. Three hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> it did three hundred and twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> dollars. Are you kidding me? That's it. That's all it did in open a weekend. That's a report. Oh I don't know God. if that's true, but yeah, it did three hundred and twenty-seven dollars in open a weekend, and um, mm. yeah, it didn't that's do too well. Bad. It was reportedly one of the worst opening. Uh, weekends for a movie in movie history. $327. What's that? If you do like $10 a ticket, what's that? Like 30 tickets? About, yeah. 10 times 30 is 300, right? Yeah. So that's about 30 tickets. That's horrible. But, um, either way, it was a good movie. Uh, I love, I I mean, um, you want to give your initial thoughts on it what you thought about it i actually loved the movie i loved how they incorporated all of the characters at first it was a little like okay i gotta 
like put this character together, like try to figure out how they're going to like link together, how they connect and stuff. And a lot of them didn't really connect. They did, but it was always like parallel. They never really intertwined, but it was still good because the fact that it was just like, you know, you're living with people who are going through the same situations every day, kind of like the par- parallel type situations. And it's just crazy to think about that. So it was actually real, a really good movie, and I'm surprised that it didn't do as well as it did. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I look at it, too. Like, I liked it. Um, normally when I watch, I'm not, a, I'm not a person who seeks out the obscure movie or television show and you do that like you watch everything like it don't matter what it is like you watch it and I just can't do that so I'm normally the person that watches like popular movies or popular television shows or like if it looks too weird then I won't like if it looks boring if it can keep my attention yeah but what's that what's that show what's that show you found where the people like shapeshift like aliens come down to the Earth, travelers? the travelers. I would have never watched the travelers. So good, and you found it. <laughs> it's good, but I would have never. I'd I don't never. know. I've been into a lot of movies that have to do with people coming back from or coming back from the future. So I don't know. Like I guess I just secretly want to go to the future. <laughs> I want to travel. <laughs> I think I we all want to go to the future. So. <laughs> I've been living vicariously through Netflix the <laughs> travelers. seasons, yeah. <laughs> that have to do with time travel. We should um we should do like back back to the future or something. But but yeah, I I'm not the type of person to to like seek out those type of mo- movies. And I think the night that we watched that movie we was just like, let's just pick it. Like let's just find something. I don't even know how we stumbled on it. But once I do pick one of those movies and I do watch it, it has about five minutes to grab me. If it don't grab me within the first five minutes, I'm done with it. I don't want to watch it no more. I lose my attention. And this movie grabbed me within the first five minutes. Um, it opens up immediately, like the action sequences in it, whatever action it is, it like, you know, how it, how it opens up, we'll discuss it. But it opens up pretty fast. It's not slow. And, yeah, I like the way that it, doesn't bore you with one subject or with one person like it cuts to someone else just when you think that it's you know boring you or you're about to lose attention it quickly snaps to the next part and I did like that so um so yeah I mean it it was definitely worth worth watching so uh yeah yeah um it opens up it's basically in London take this time to welcome you to the Average Conversation Podcast. While film and television reviews will be most of what you hear on this channel, I want you to know that we do plan on switching it up from time to time. Think of the Average Conversation as a creative channel, a host channel where creatives come to discuss various topics in the creative world, topics such as animation, international cinema, filmmaking, modeling, and producing. We'll also have documentary episodes where we talk to creatives in various fields. Creatives come in many forms, and at The Average Conversation, we don't want to limit ourselves to just film, television, and the arts. At The Average Conversation, we understand that as a creative, you don't have to limit yourself to one field or one dream or one purpose. And this channel will personify that with every episode. 
Thank you again for listening. And as always, inspire to create and create to inspire. I don't think it's Big Ben. I I think they're making a Big Ben, but maybe it was Big Ben. That's the bridge in London. Yes, so that's a pretty significant part to me that I noticed there. So yeah, with all the streets, like, and and it's called a hundred streets. Yeah, so yeah. And I like. And then go ahead. I was just gonna say I like movies. I, I I watch whenever I watch movies now. I always look for that that continuity between credits. So this movie scored well for me because of the way the credits, like the credits showed basically a hundred streets and I can't stand movies where the credits open up and it's, it's a Western movie, but they're showing clips of cars moving down a busy street. You know what I mean? Like, or they don't show any credits or they don't show any B roll of what the movie or what the movie is supposed to lead into. So yeah, I did like that. That's pretty awesome. And then, the I guess the narration of what's his name Kingsley Kingsley he continuously throughout the movie kind of um, recites his poetry and I like the fact that they opened up with that because his poetry was like kind of deep and then it kind of spoke into what happened or how they how they were feeling at the time or at least with his scene mm-hmm. and he's played by uh, Franz Franz. Derma. Yeah, he's also Drama. in Flash. I didn't know that. Yeah. Does he have an English accent in Flash, or does he do no, like an American he's, accent? He's an American. That's why I was like, he's he's English. <laughs> you know, so he's from the UK. That's how but I felt. I, I felt that he, because his American accent in Flash, it was kind of like you can tell it was something. Either like he sucked his thumb as a child too much, <laughs> or he, he had like a little like you can tell there was something there. So I did. I just didn't know what it was. That's how I felt about Idris Elba when I first heard him. He's amazing. You can't even tell. But I exactly and but I when I first heard him speaking Daddy's in his English girl. when his in his English accent, I oh. thought that he was putting on accent cuz I always thought Idris mm, was just yeah, American. Me too, and then I heard him too. speak I was like, "Damn, he can do a very good English accent." <laughs> but him and Daddy's little girls though actually um I heard it come out a little bit, like maybe like once or twice. But he does a phenomenal job of in in that movie. Accent. Yeah, yeah, he does. And How um, he's Australian. <laughs> Maybe he just did an Australian accent. They all kind of have the same like yeah twang to it. Yeah. yeah, which yeah, but um, but yeah. So it opens up and you just like you said with Kingsley giving his speech. Um, I guess his like little monologue, mm-hmm. and um, you get then the very first scene is. Uh, Idris Elba's character, uh, Max, who's the retired rugby, rugby player, uh, kissing his son and daughter yeah. goodbye, which it makes it it makes it seem like he's leaving for the day, like he's going out to work. You know, he'll be back. Well, I knew there was something wrong by How the way know? she looked on her face. Like I saw it, I knew because she did, they didn't kiss each other. Yeah, she kind of turned him away. So, and he was leaving like she. It looked like she was putting him out. So yeah, I was like, but it could have. It could have easily had just been it. like. It could have easily had well, just from a female perspective. I knew, and then it goes on to him walking down the street as like not even two seconds from when he leaves his his wife, 
uh, he looks back at these two girls that walked Yeah, I, I saw yeah. that. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, he ain't <laughs> I saw <laughs> that. In the doghouse. <laughs> I thought that was so funny how they would do that, how, like, he would literally go kiss his kids and then two seconds down the street, like, Like, really? At. But that's, I mean, sad to say, that's, like, the mannish thing that men do. I hope you don't do those mannish I don't know what you're talking about, Thing. but anyway, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was that's that's We're like skip that one. that's the manish thing that men do, like, and maybe not in the way that he that he did it, but like, yeah, most men would do that anyway. But yeah, it was interesting how really? they really. It was interesting. I'm. It was interesting. Well, no, I'm not. I'm. I'm interested to yeah. know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Most 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 men. Like, like flirty, not, like not they're flirt. married. We'll see. Like, that's the thing. He's he Max. Flirty. So, and and he's the ex rugby player of Stardom Max. So, of course, he gets those looks that most ordinary men don't get. But at the same time, most men not flirting with another woman down the street, but will look at another woman going down the street, not intentionally saying you know or doing anything. It's just. An, Acknowledging uh, uh, an the unnatural, fact that they were natural man reaction. Acknowledging him. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah. So he's going down the street, and then uh, Kingsley passes him, hijacking the <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's one of the things that I really want to touch on on this movie. A lot of the, a lot of the the things that happen in this movie, as far as like criminal elements happen in places that you really don't expect them to happen. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Max is leaving his estranged wife's home in a nice part of town makes no sense that this guy would be stealing a bike in plain daylight and plain right. sight. Just hot wiring a bike and no and one they, says they nothing. They made complete eye contact too. <laughs> like you don't literally. Know I'm pretty sure you I'm pretty <laughs> sure Max knew whose bike that was and it won't that kids. Like <laughs> but but yeah, like, and they, they they do a lot of that. But yeah, he steals the bike. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, he steals the bike, and then the very next scene. Um, George, is it George? Is it George? Is it George? Yeah. Who else is it? What's the George? What's the George scene? Go ahead. So the George scene. So he comes out, I believe, in the in his he's an Uber. He does Uber or taxi. Taxi. So taxi. he's coming to work to start working. And then he gets in his car, and then he drives out down the street. I think the same street that Kingsley. Oh yeah, because he's about to get the ticket. He's about to get the ticket. Yeah, and yep. then he yells out to the um, what's his name, Terrence. Terrence. Mm-hmm. And he he yells out, uh, "Hey, Terrence, good job!" Like I guess because Terrence is well, we'll a, a well known. Well, you can tell it now. I mean. He was a, I guess I, I they don't they don't really allude to what he did. He's an actor. But they don't really tell or you that. Like they just kind of hint at it. Yeah. Like they don't they don't This movie could have used flashbacks a lot, to help yeah. tell the story about Especially that goes to say about Max too. They don't really say mm-hmm. why he's going out of like why is he acting crazy? Like well, they, he, well, he mentioned something about his parents' and death. It, yeah. But that's it. But that's, you don't think that's enough? Your parents' death and you were ex-rugby star? Ex-rugby star. That's I enough. suppose. Yeah. But so. 
But yeah, but they in in and then they show Kingsley outside on the porch smoking weed and reciting and reciting <laughs> poetry, which is <laughs> which is the most pothead thing you can do. <laughs> on his recorder too, like. <laughs> but then he like immediately goes in the house and his mom's like, "You smoking out there?" and he's just like, "No, I ain't smoking." Weed? You smoking weed and yo and you go right in the house and your mom and your no. and you just say no and yo come on now like I thought I thought that was funny like yeah like come on like my if I was if I went in the house directly after smoking weed it would have been no question about what I'm right. smoking and it's like <laughs> don't do that in my house mm-hmm. but yeah he goes in the house and um and you know we we meet his mom and they don't really show a connection between him and his mom really i think they did it showed so him and his mom had a like she was very loving typical like you know black mom but she you can see her love and um another scene that we'll probably discuss earlier it kind of showed that like with that i don't don't want to jump (laughs) do tell me i don't because i didn't see it well with the scene with the gun yeah, she but she finds that, and then she puts him out, and but, like, but yeah. But that was what I, what I, what like, I'm saying. What I'm saying is like all of the scenes where they address how how he interacted with his mom suggest that his mom always had it out for him, and we don't even know why, other than the fact that he went to jail or prison. But at the same time, it's like a couple times before, and he was a gangster. He smoked weed all the time, and she found a gun. Yeah, she only found a gun. We don't know what he went to jail for. We don't but know. But she knows that he's running around in these streets. But we, <laughs> but we don't know if he even did what he went to jail for. So, she's hard on him for no reason. I feel like I feel like she's hard on him for no reason. I, I thought that they wanted to. Yes, they wanted to. I don't know, like portray her as a typical black mom. But I saw, like when she put him out. She didn't like fuss and you know, she just put him out and was like, uh, I expected better from you and this is it. Like I'm putting you out. Like you I love you so much. Like it was hard for her to do that. Like you could tell it was hard for her to Would do that. Would you put your son out? If he if that if that was a way, if I felt that that was the only way that I could get through to my son, then yes. Oh, and man, some I sons are hard. Like some 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 Boys are hard-headed. Yeah, but I just can't do that. I, I don't know. Like, like, what else would you do if you've done everything in the book? Probably sit them down and be like, look. You've done that already. I'm Ten f- times. <laughs> well, times. But did they show that? That's the thing. No, but that's the things that you already know. No, I don't. Because You assume. Like, that's the thing that they want you to create your own. Of your own. They want you to make it they, your own. They do, but at the same time. It's nice to to have no. that drawn connection to to where I feel like as the viewer, it's you you you've now given me a reason to understand why you're kicking him out. Because from a from a viewer standpoint, you found a gun. You didn't even have an argument. You didn't fuss. You didn't say this is the second time I found a gun or I found weed last week. I'm tired of it. Kingsley, get out of my home. You just packed his shit up. <laughs> And 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 moved it. 
Okay, but there were signs. Like, she didn't have to specifically say it, but the weed situation, she smelled weed. She ain't stupid. She wasn't stupid. She, she didn't say nothing. She didn't, but moms are like that. My mom, she saw, she. I'm pretty sure she's known that I've <laughs> smoked before, but she didn't say nothing. My mom's not stupid. She, she's not going she to bring it up. She know you smoked before? That's done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There's still stuff that I don't know that she knows. But she knows, you know, like, and if I brought it up to her today, she'd be like, I know. I'd be like, what? But she never told me. <laughs> this is true. Moms do know. But so, it, but it was the things that they showed us, like the weed and then, like, the gun and then what else? I'm pretty sure. And then the whole fact that they kept, his whole life was centered around him being with the youngers. and <laughs> <laughs> The youngers. <laughs> and the gangsta, like, the, the drug dealer and selling weed and stuff. All yeah. of that was kind of an explanation for. But we her. don't know that she saw that. That's the thing. Like we don't know that she saw any of that. So it's kind of hard. But we. But I don't want to jump too far ahead. Cause, like, it a lot unfolds in that situation. Yeah. But you know, it it, it the, the very next I guess part that I want to touch on is the way that they set up Max's wife Emily. And Jeff, who's the man she's having an affair with, the which, which, <laughs> yeah, the photographer, <laughs> photographers get love. Um, Bye. <laughs> but, but she, but I like how they did that. I like how they gave her the power in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Like it wasn't like she was at home, depressed, feeling work, like well, feeling she self. Was, but she <laughs> was, but they show her. They show instead of showing the man cheating first and her feeling sad, they showed her being empowered as a woman to like go out and cheat and have her fun too, which was a complete role reversal. Yeah. Like in a movie, because I like I was just like it and it also threw me for a loop because you see them at the first beginning and like you pointed out how they were, you know, I was like, damn, like she cheating on him? Like I thought they was a family. I thought they was a couple at home, but you know, you see her in a bid, you know, cheating on her husband with Jeff. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, I like, well, you know, say I like that scene, but that, I agree that they give her the power. Yeah, yeah, and then, um, and then, you know, and they get to, uh, they get to the scene where Kingsley is in the club with his, well, did he ever say, say who his friend's name was? Did you ever get that? I did not. Okay, well, anyway, he's in the, Kingsley's in the club. And you mm-hmm. s- and they do they do these scenes where the characters will run into each other unknowingly, and that was another scene. Yeah, they'll pass by each other ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kingsley, or well, Max was it Max that was going in to the VIP? I'm okay. pretty sure it was Max. Yeah, yeah Max was going to the VIP, and then Kingsley was going in. Well, 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 I didn't see that. I probably did, but I don't remember it in my I'm head right now. Uh, yeah, I'm th- I think he was going in. Right. But Kingsley was trying to go in behind him. And they had this, and the bouncer at the VIP, uh, you know, gave him this whole little, nah, bruh, you're not getting in here today. Get on out of here. Which is kind of odd, because I've never, like, I've never seen a VIP, and maybe this is like a, a UK thing, but I've never seen a VIP in the club where the cl- where the VIP has a bouncer. Like, normally it's just yeah. a bouncer at the door, and then the VIP area is just roped off, and you just don't go yeah, there. Yeah, like... Security guards lingering around, but not like literally standing there. Yeah. Here, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, he tried to get in. He tried to slip him. So I don't know. <laughs> what how what much was slipped? that? Like, I don't know. He was that to, money? I thought it was just paper. I don't now that I think about it. It might have been drugs. <laughs> I don't know what he was trying to No, he was trying to slip him drugs. He was just like, because he told him he was like, you reek of weed. He oh, was yeah. like, you know, get out of here or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then he, they, you know, toss him out the club. And his stupid ass friend throws a bottle <laughs> yeah. at the back of the bouncer's head. And then Kingsley takes up for him. Mm-hmm. The cops come. And they did a rinky dink search on him. Did you see that search? Like they, <laughs> they literally was like, "Ooh, pocket weed." <laughs> oh, they didn't put him on the car, and maybe this is just like a European thing, but they ain't put him in the car. And then, they, and then when they put him in the car, they ain't even cuff him. They just threw him in the back. And I thought that was so different from how like the way that that scene would have went down in like an American movie. That's like, kind of depressing to think about. <laughs> yeah, like because when they put him in the car, too, his yeah. hands was up like. I didn't do it. <laughs> it's like, bro, where your cuffs at? Like, <laughs> but yeah, if that was seen was in a, an American movie. They would have slammed his ass on the right? top of the hood. <laughs> and and like then on the <laughs> ground and then back on the roof again. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been passed out in the back of that police car cuffed. But, but yeah, I did think, I did thought that was kind of like um, a, a, a real difference in, 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 you know, how they treat. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do treat them the same. But yeah, they didn't arrest them. From what I understand, and did he get arrested? Because we never saw. We just saw him back at home. And they can't like, yeah, he come, he goes home, but they never really. And he has he papers. Gets a court, yeah, a court order or something. Yeah. And then he I would love to get arrested in the UK. They seem like they nice. <laughs> like you just arrested, <laughs> no cuffs, and then you get some papers <laughs> and go a home. Bottle <laughs> at somebody I don't like. <laughs> what you do that for? Get in the back of the car. We're gonna give you some papers and you can go <laughs> home. Like okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um oh yeah and uh let's see but yeah oh oh and then and then they go they immediately go to the house to the uh em- Emily's home Emily and Max's home and he's there and we find out that he is cheating on Emily with the nanny did you did you notice that did you hear that did you see that? The nanny? Yes, I did. Okay. I just thought that she was looking weird because of the situation. Because, yeah, they it was a lot of, like, eye contact going on. Mm-hmm. Weird so, eye contact. But how do you know? They You don't know. No, they, they never said. They, no, they did. Why was they, she still she, she, Why was she still hired? That, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to ask, Linda. <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> Belle, Belle, take this, take that. You know, she yeah. was there faithfully, too. I don't so. know why she kept her around. I did think that when I first saw that, that's what I thought. And then the second time, I was like, okay, maybe it's just like she's looking down because it's an awkward situation. Like, if I knew... I was babysitting for somebody, and I knew that her husband was cheating on her, or like it was just an effed up situation. No, but the, the the babysitter was the one. The nanny was the one that was that that was being the cheaty. Like Max was Max was cheating on his wife with the nanny, with the one member when um she can't he came home or she came home and he was like what she was like what are you doing here and he was like i came to pick up the soccer jersey or the rugby jersey and he was like you know you like my suit you fancy my suit and she was like no but at the whole time max was cutting his eyes to the nanny mm-hmm. and i'm just like why is the nanny still around like Why you ain't beat her ass at least? Right, because <laughs> <laughs> American, <laughs> she 
she be gone long gone. <laughs> she wouldn't get down one job, okay? <laughs> Not around here. Like she was still holding bags and, and playing and with the kids. the kids. Like, like no going near my kids <laughs> i didn't i didn't understand that at all that was yeah that's got to be a british uh, a uk type deal it's a uk thing <laughs> maybe she had like a, a contract that was like you can't fire me i'm like i'm unfireable <laughs> <laughs> but but um but uh we also we we find out that that uh what's the guy's name with the glasses George, George. <laughs> how do you keep forgetting his name? George, how? George, yes. George, uh, George is played by Charlie Creed Miles. Uh, that's another UK actor. This is a full, I think this is a full UK ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's another guy in the movie. He's the taxi cab driver that was getting the ticket in, in the uh, beginning of the movie. Um, and we find out that he is he he and his wife, which do we? What was his wife's name? Like Kathy or something. Kathy. Like it, was Kathy. it was I Kathy. It was Kathy. Yep. It was Kathy. I've been getting names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but him and his wife are trying to adopt a child, and um, the 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 I guess social services, adoptive social services, they're doing like one of the sit down interviews, mm-hmm. and it comes out that he had been arrested, like thirty, 30 years, years ago. ago. 30 years ago when he, he was, was a college, right? teen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he was, yeah. he was a teen okay. 30 years ago. And football shenanigans? Yeah, football <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> uh, no, football hooligans. Football hooligans. Ho- ho- no, it was a sh- was it hooligans? Yeah. Yeah, football I hooligans. seeing that word on the screen. Like, <laughs> and his wife, Kathy, was like so upset and distraught that he had been arrested. Well, he bombed that interview. Like, he was very awkward. <laughs> Like they were asking them questions, and he kept trying to be oh, funny he at was, the wrong time. He was, she was, uh, he was like, I know a lot of hooligans or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, it was like, yeah, you and your uh, football hooligans and whatnot. He was like, yeah, I know a lot of hooligans, but yeah, he he failed that, but he was nervous. I mean, like, so she was mad that he like freaking froze up or whatever. Yeah, and then on top of that, he comes with the um. A what? What is it called? They come out with the arrest on top of that. Yes. So yes, thirty years ago. Yeah. One. Still, okay. You I never knew about that. Like, yeah. I would want to know about that. Like, have you ever been arrested? Like, ever? I don't care if you were five year, or thirty years ago, it didn't or happen. Thirteen. Thirty years ago, it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I. So you won't tell me. You wouldn't tell me if you were arrested ever. Not if it was thirty years ago. And they have been still that, see like just like George. You better learn from George. <laughs> <laughs> George, it's gonna come up. <laughs> but you never but know. okay, and even if it does come up, are you really gonna be that upset? If I was, if that affected me for something that I really wanted and was passionate about, yeah. Yeah, I guess I can understand why you would. I mean, I Men, guess. Boy, okay. Men, what? Y'all don't think. But on to the next. We don't think about what? Y'all don't think about long-term decisions sometimes, like long, long stuff. Y'all try to block out things that y'all want to block out. 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. In my opinion, no social service person should be concerned about something that someone did 30 years ago, even if you're trying to adopt a kid. We're trying to, we trying to bring a, we're trying to get the population of, adoptable kids down to zero and you worried about something 30 years ago 
well, you don't hand me one of them kids up out of that. As the person that are placing those kids in that home, if you up uh, what a year from a year later after you place that child in that home, you come back and you find that the dad is back in jail again, and he has a record or had a record of being in jail. Yeah, like but as an, if, as an things. adult, I might feel some type of way. But as a as a teen, we all made mistakes. As a teen, we yeah, all as a teen, we all did dumb shit. Just some of us got caught for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. But um. Yeah, and then we we eventually find out that the marriage between uh Emily and Max is dissolving like and I thought that was that was another thing that I did like about this movie they took they they always parallel the moments like you were saying earlier about how like the, even though even though like they could have created this movie and had all the characters know each other and they could have fed off of each other and I feel like if Max would have met um Kingsley? not Kingsley um, George. George, if Max would have met George, he could have learned a little bit from George about how to be a better husband. And if George could have met Max, he could have learned a little bit about the pitfalls of being a husband and being faithful and being loyal. And they and they and there was a good how they parallel that because you had one relationship that was built. They were together. Max or not Max, but George and Kathy were together for 20 years. Never had a kid. That's a long time to be together and never have a child. And they still loved each other. For all we know, they were still faithful to each other and loyal. And then you had Max and Emily, who we don't know how long they were together, but they did have two kids. There was issues in the marriage. And they and I like how the director, each time, you know, he would show one side of a you know coin and then show the other side of the coin. Now, the other side of the coin was, you know, um, right after we found out about the, the, uh, the adoption, Max, you know, manipulates Emily uh, and is being deceitful. And cuts her credit cuts, card Cuts off. her credit card off. She goes right back into that, you know, whole disclosure thing. Yeah, um, he's trying to get his power back. He's trying to get his power back. And um, cuts her credit cards off. She's at the mall trying to shop for the kids, which seems like that's all she does in this movie is shop. Don't. And sleep around her husband. Don't even. What else does she do? No. I tell, do she, I tell a lie? She is still in love. She's in a freaking box. Okay? But what, is she, what does she in, do? She's trapped in no, a relationship I, because she is in love with a man <laughs> that is falling apart. And she can't do anything about it. Okay. But not mess up. Like okay. if she steps out of line, like one little tiny toe, then I will say this further, he's going to relapse. But I will say this. They, it was a pitfall of writing in this movie to make her be that way, to make her so one-dimensional that but all women out there like. But that. but wait, okay, even if there is women out there like that, you can give her a substance. You can give her. She didn't have her. Own, I feel like she didn't have her own identity. Like in this whole movie, she was Max's toy. She was Max's piece, and whatever Max wanted, that's what she. That's what she was but to she Max. Was in love with him. But they could have given. Do you see? Okay, so what if they would have given her? What if they would have given her a career? Like she, even though she, well, she, she tried to go back and to get into theater, 
she tried to go back there. So she was trying, and they showed that, you know, because of the marriage, it kind of, the marriage and having the kids, being a mom, being a wife, that trying to take care of or even kind of leave a husband that's kind of tormenting her. So okay. it was hard to, it's hard to juggle that in, in her life. And she mentioned, like, she was taking pills, and you saw her mm-hmm. taking the pill because, again, she loved Matt, and she loved him with all her heart, and you could see that. And it wasn't so hard. It was so hard, or it is hard for her to walk away. It's like it, they have children together. And in her all heart of hearts, she loved him, so she couldn't just walk away. And if she did, there was a simple fact that he might just have jumped off of the roof. <laughs> so <laughs> he might have just killed himself. So it's it wasn't hard. It wasn't easy for her to have her own identity because she she already had an identity, trying to prepare her marriage and trying to keep her husband. So I, I do take that back though because I, I want to take back what I said that she didn't have her own, own identity because you did say like like you said like she had the career she was. I guess in theater, she mm-hmm. did the whole theater thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she was she was then a director because she was. Remember, Kingsley did the audition, yeah. so they they gave her somewhat of her own identity. So I'll take that back. I apologize about that. Um, but yeah, but she's shopping, and uh, she shopped once. No, she was shopping more than once. When else did she, she shop? Th- in the, one of the final scenes of the movie, remember okay. she was shopping. Twice. And and then it's when old wait wait but then when old boy showed up at the doorstep when she had the bags in her hand, oh. <laughs> babe, she was shopping. That woman was shopping like. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe okay. Uh, but yeah, and she, she, he he cut her card off because and he told he told his friend he was gonna do that. So we know that he's trying to manipulate his her situation, and um. He stops by later in the evening and she's upset with him and he's, you know, giving this whole story about how his credit card was stolen or something like that and uh and, and he didn't have a chance to get to the bank. Yeah, shenanigans. <laughs> he didn't have a way to get to the bank. And uh yeah. And then he gives her cash. Then gives her cash. And then she sleeps with him. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much sums up that scene. And through the whole Okay. So that scene was so that was like one of maybe like the okay. There's a lot of sad scenes to me for me that kinda hit home, but that was the sad scene. She was I mean, okay, so he cuts the credit cards off, like you said, and then comes back and justifies it, says, Oh, I'm gonna give you cash. Oh yeah, here you go and then she's like, Oh, okay. Sure, and then, of course, she's all like stressed out, so she's her hormones are all crazy. So he goes kissing on her and stuff, and woe is me. And then they're having sex or whatever, and then she starts crying through it. Like Which if you I, have I didn't ever, even realize. If you, I will never have sex and cry through the whole set. Oh if God. I have, if I'm crying. Then you don't even need to be in the room with me. Like I thought that was so weird, bro. That like was so sad. <laughs> like then don't even have sex. It was just like the whole like her life just kinda was crumbling. Showed, yeah, yeah. In that one scene. Like she was trapped. 
Like she loved him and she just laid there and had sex with him because she loved him, but he was he's crazy. He's effed up. Yeah. And there's nothing she could do about it. Yeah. I don't like I don't know. I feel like she could have had a little bit more resolve to just be like, Okay, thank you for the money. Go home, get out. But you, you know? gotta remember she's in love with him, so it's not that hard. Well, not that hard. It's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that easy to do that when you're in love with someone. And it's like a magnet. Like, you keep getting pushed back to them because it's like you belong to them mm-hmm. in that time. It's like, I love them so much. Like, I know this person. Like, you, when you know somebody before and you love somebody before they were that person that was addicted to something crack cocaine or alcoholism it's hard to not see that person that they were before so i understand her i understood like they were married it wasn't like they were sleeping around before and she just got pregnant or something they were married she married him for a reason so that Mm -hmm. scene was just very very like that that scene was crazy Two things about this scene. The, on the other side of that scene, George was also asking for forgiveness of Kathy for not disclosing his uh, criminal past, his thug history. But but I I found that part more interesting, and it's funny that you know you as a woman found the the scene and it was a simultaneous scene it was a montage so george was asking forgiveness and max was just asking for joy <laughs> <Down in the laughs> <way. laughs> uh, joy and um was he asking forgiveness no, he, he was wasn't. he was asking for something <laughs> for a relief <laughs> but but i i liked i liked i liked um i liked how george you know went up on stage me too. And yes. sung his forgiveness. Yeah. You know, that was beautiful. That was. And once again, they sh- like the director did this good thing of showing like different ways of how a relationship works. But the other part, the other part, I think this was the first movie that I've ever seen where a black man made intense love to a white woman. Know. No, babe. I'm I don't telling know. you. I'm, I'm pretty sure we could probably go back in time and see. Like we could look and find a movie maybe. Nah. I don't know. The closest the closest thing that I've seen to that was Denzel Washington when he was in um what's the movie where he flipped the plane upside down? Um Oh god. Flight, was it Flight? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? He flipped no. the plane up. He was um Mm-mm. he was uh he was a he was a pilot. And he uh, was flying a plane. It was flight. It was. He basically had a plane. He was a uh, uh, pilot, and he was drunk. He was drunk and high on cocaine, and saved every passenger on a plane that was going down. Like he he inverted the plane upside down. But anyway, he it, that in that movie he slept with a white woman, but they didn't really show it. And then the second time I've seen it happen on screen was in um, the Spike Lee movie um, Jungle Fever. But they didn't really show much. Like he was, like she was dressed. Uh, 
in that in that sex scene, he was they were both dressed. In this scene, they were both naked on the bed, like slapping skin. And I've I've never seen that. So I I I loved that swirl. Okay. <laughs> I loved it. I did. Okay, so going back to what you were saying about the um about the 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 them the two relationships like Max and Emily and George and Kathy. So I saw what they did there. So what what did you say about them? You said that they were what did you say about them? They showed two different sides of of love. Yeah, so it was like to me it was like George and Kathy were doing like you said that they could show each other something like you wish that they would have been introduced to each other. It was like kind of unspoken. Wait, George and Kathy or George and Max? George and well, the two couple, the two. Couples. Oh, you were saying like yeah, like you like the, they they should have the couple should have had a, a relationship. Like you said, I was yeah. bringing up what you okay, said. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, so it was like um, all I'm trying to say is. <laughs> We're waiting. That day, I'm trying to get it out. I'm trying to figure out how to say it. You messed me up now. <laughs> but um, it was like they were ch- they were unknowingly showing each other how. Well, not really them, but George and Kathy were showing Max and Emily like how they should, how he should forgive. Mm-hmm. It was like th- he was forgiving, and then Max was still kind of like you know like they were making love, but. He didn't. Nothing was resolved. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see Maybe what you're saying. Like just the, sounds if, better if, in my if, head. If, if they would have, I think what you're trying to say is, Max wanted what Kathy wanted, and George, or I'm sorry, and and Emily wanted what George wanted. So if George would have sung to Emily, would have been perfect, right? Like it, or Max. No, no. If well, okay, yeah. So if Max would have sung to Emily, probably would have been a better scenario than yeah. going upstairs and having sex. If and he would have just cried, she wouldn't <laughs> have cried. But if he would have just opened up and just sung her favorite song in that mm-hmm. moment, she probably would have been like, "God, he still loves me," you know. And if George would have just been like, "Babe, I'm sorry," you know, and just went upstairs and just banged the uglies. She probably would have been like, "Okay, Daddy, <laughs> but I ain't worried him. about your arrest record." But she still <laughs> forgave him, though. She did, but I'm just saying, so, like, I, I see what yeah, you're saying. I yeah, see what you're saying in, in that, in that, in that twist. So, yeah. two years ago, I listened to my first podcast. It was one by Ron Dawson of Dare Dreamer FM titled Radio Film School. I listened to each episode, and as time went on, I became a huge fan of the podcast and Ron's ability to storytell. This eventually led to me going out and purchasing equipment to host my own podcast. And let me tell you, with no real background in radio or broadcasting, the learning curve has been steep. But persistence is a twin sister of excellence, and I've come a long way from two years ago dreaming of running my own podcast to actually having it go live. And now that we are here, the ACP is now looking for production interns for social media, website, and episode editing, as well as producing the show. Whether you're a college student just starting out in your broadcasting degree and need a project to start implementing your learnings on, 
or a seasoned professional looking to throw a few hours each week into a new hobby, the Average Conversation podcast would love to hear from you. If you're interested in becoming an intern for the show, please visit the website at AverageConversation.com and drop us an email telling us a little bit about yourself and why you'd make a great fit for the show. Thanks in advance. And now back to the show. One of the, but one of the things that I did notice with this movie as well was some of the times the cinema photography or the lighting casted Idris Elba in horrible light. Yeah. Horrible light. In the same way, I mean, Kingsley not as much because he's light-skinned, fair-skinned, so you really didn't have to, you know, worry about him. But Idris Elba just being the... Dark-skinned. <laughs> <laughs> Dark being black. <laughs> just for what he was yeah. like they could like two complete well obviously two complete colors and um he looked gray in some light, scenes yeah yeah so yeah. side by side he looked gray to her yeah. so so they could have done a little bit better especially in that love scene they mm-hmm. could have done a little bit better with the lighting so i did notice that but um it's like they got lazy or something yeah. at that point <laughs> yeah and then um the, the 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 very next part uh, we get to is uh, Kingsley with his goons or the what do they call them the the young the youngers, the youngers. <laughs> <laughs> Kingsley is out with the youngers and um and like I, I don't know if I said it before but like I said a lot of the crime a lot of the elements of crime in this movie happens in times and places where it just doesn't fit. And maybe that's just London. Maybe London is just this like well, place all of where it to <laughs> me looked elegant. It and did nice. even the crime so, parts, like yeah, even just, the part that he lived. I was like, oh, that's a nice <laughs> right? place. So that's what I'm saying. I think maybe London just looks just deceitful, looks, like yeah. as far as what you think is nice and what isn't. But the fact that all of these thugs were just hanging out in this parking lot where it, it looked like a farmer's market, or it looked yeah, like some the park. Guy, the guy, the little boy, was um. Sitting on the man's car, like right. him and his wife. It's like an older, middle-aged Yeah, couple. on a Jaguar. Like, on a n- <laughs> he was like, what you doing, boy? <laughs> Get off of that car. Bro, like, if it just didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like if that was in America or an American movie, you it would have been some rundown neighborhood. It wouldn't have been a Jaguar. It would have been a Honda yeah. Civic. And the person who car he was, like, sitting on would have been like, nigga, if you don't get the off my car. Like, yeah, and I would say. <laughs> It's just, yeah, because we're not used to the surroundings in UK. So, like, we've never, well, I've never been there, so we don't know at that. I will say that. And then their wording (laughs) of things. (laughs) Youngers. (laughs) Youngers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. us, like. Men's not worried about me. Men's worried about himself. (laughs) Yeah, and then, um, what did they say? Somebody said something that I, I. I can't remember. I'm not even yeah, trying to remember. Their it language, their so their English is completely it's a different. Whole yeah. Different yeah. World. It literally. Some of some of the times different. when they were talking, I just had to be like, I don't know what they said, right. but I just take the context clues that somebody's mad, <laughs> 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 somebody's angry. I don't know, but but um, but yeah. And the, his friend or his like guy comes up. What's the leader's name? Do we get no that idea. name? I don't think we ever got his name. Um, but anyway, his his like friend who's supposed to be like the leader of the youngers um <laughs> look that's what they called them the youngers um he came up on a bike 
and had on shorts and a big coat, and everybody else had on a big coat and pants. So I don't know if it was summertime or wintertime. He had a vest on, a vest and long sleeves and shorts. He was confused. (laughs) And then everybody else's breath was like, you you know, you clearly see see it was cold. Like, uh, he came up and gave them this this hoorah speech in the in the daytime in 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 daytime out in public about robbing like what when does that happen like and first of all like i can't take them seriously with that accent i love that accent so it's like a loving accent to me like mm-hmm. it's funny you know like when i see comedy people like with accents like that so it was hard to <laughs> Kind of be convinced that they were yeah. really. They just seem gangsta. so nice. Like even <laughs> yeah, when they're even when they're mean. Like we're gonna exactly. go rob someone today. Like it, I hit you in the head, bro. It just I hit you in the head, bro. Oh really? <laughs> right. It's so <laughs> elegant. Like okay, all right. There's no slang in there. There's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, and then there's no cursing either. Like it's all yeah, it, there's no today. cursing in their mean talk in america yeah but um but yeah, he gives this rousing speech about how the youngers need to go out and rob tonight and kingsley's like we don't need them robbing we need them selling dope because that's where we make our money at and mm-hmm. i guess kingsley kind of has a point like mm-hmm. you know he was the level-headed one like yeah. he knew he was smart so i guess they made a point with him having a good head on his shoulders yeah so um and they have that scene and honestly i'm still trying to understand where kingsley kind of fit in this montage of characters of people yeah and i guess maybe he was the he was the the face of aspiration like the face of like you know the future of what you what you where your life could be you know like but i i just i don't know like he he didn't have any i mean clearly he was young like they started out with him his story or whatever opened with him and um yeah i was wondering that too like where did he fit it was just him and his gangster life and then his other life being introduced to or not really introduced because he always loved poetry but it was just him um, and Terrence kind mm-hmm. of mentoring him, like we mentioned earlier. So I'm guessing maybe I kind of took it as like it was just like the younger, the younger version, like you kind of said, like the younger version of the older adults. I guess yeah. I don't know. It was like the young, and then you got the married, and then you got the old. So you kind of had all those. Generations, yeah. in I guess. I guess. So. Like I said, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it it, it fits in somewhere, but I just couldn't figure out where, because I didn't connect with him, or I didn't understand his plight, the way that I understood Max, and the way that I understood George, and in some ways, the way that I understood Terrence. It was just like Kingsley had this big part of the movie, mm-hmm. but it kind of seemed forced. Like, if you would have tucked Kingsley out of it, would yeah. you have missed anything? Mm. You know? He was kind of like the, well, I guess there was enough action. So, I don't know. I guess it was just kind of a, 
culture. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mindless the part tide, of the script. I don't know. It, it didn't. It, they they could have and that, and they could have taken Kingsley out and maybe developed Terrence's part a little bit more. But what what yeah. what purpose would Terrence have served if Kingsley wasn't Nothing there? Nothing at all. Yeah. So I don't know. It it all worked. It it was it all worked. It did. But um. But yeah, and then the, in the very next scene, uh, what's his name? Uh, George uh, forgot to turn his taxi cab light off. He's trying to end his day. He doesn't turn his light off, and some uh, popper. Let's see, I did that there. <laughs> English terminology. Uh, <laughs> some popper uh, asks him to give him a ride, and he's like, I'm done driving for the day. And he's like, but your light's still on, which I'd have just been like, so <laughs> like he just kept driving but but george was nice and uh, he let him he was uh, giving him his last ride of the day and uh it was actually the same day that his wife had a marathon and his wife told him before he left out that morning that he better be at that marathon which anytime a movie gives you some type of context clue like that you know he ain't gonna be there (laughs) or you know the character ain't gonna be where they supposed to be so (laughs) she told him he better be there and uh he was driving down the street uh a person on a bike swerved into um into the road into the road he swerved ran up on the curb and hit a pedestrian on the curb my gripe with this scene was that one <laughs> that that hit shouldn't have killed that woman. No, <laughs> but she fell backwards she and did. then they panned to her laying on, on her stomach. And she was laying on her stomach with a with a in a pool full of, of blood, blood. And there on was no head. look, babe. Did you even did you notice that the car wasn't hit? I mean, the the, the car wasn't damaged. The oh, windshield won't damage. Know, the hood that, won't that, damage. That should have been. A hard hit if her head was like Crack. bleeding open, yeah. like no. yeah, they that wasn't that wasn't. <laughs> it's like they ran out of production budget on that scene. Yeah, like. it was like <laughs> at first it was kind of like oh dang, like dang, but it could it could have been a lot sadder. That's not this sadder isn't a word, but it could have been a lot more emotional. But because that scene didn't make sense, it was kind of like uh, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it <laughs> wait just. <a> <laughs> It did not make any sense. Like, I mean, I, I guess it made sense in the fact that, you know, that was that was the reason why he wasn't there yeah. for her big, you know, run. But. Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe it, maybe they could have just because the fact the fact that the car wasn't damaged, it didn't look like she got hit that hard. They could have just basically made the excuse that he continued working for the day, you know, like that. That would have worked a lot better than having this scene where it just didn't make sense because they even showed the car from the top and there was no damage on it but maybe i just think about things a little too much no it definitely didn't really make all that much sense so um and uh and then kingsley's mom is going through his stuff in his room which we don't know why she's going through his stuff she was no i saw her sniffing the clothes so she was just uh washing his clothes but she was in his drawer where his clean clothes were why was she in his drawer? Well, I don't know. She sniffed it though, so she didn't need. To, she, she was probably looking for weed. Yeah, but if she didn't find weed, she found a little gun and had a huge freak out, like an <laughs> <like laughs> un- unnecessary freak out. I mean, I get it; it's a gun in the house, but 
Yeah, she like ripped all of his clothes yeah, out. Yeah, but to me that scene was kind of like, I guess she kind of felt like maybe she failed as a mom because she just like went off like, no, this is not happening. Like, oh my gosh, like he's got a gun. Like, don't tell him what else he's doing. Like, what he's about to do with this gun. Yeah, but that was a huge freak out. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think if now that, that I was think about <laughs> it. <laughs> if that was me as a parent and I found a gun, I'd have just like sat at the dinner table with the gun on the table till he came home. Yeah. And it like, was a lot of overacting. I mean, like not the actor in general, but like the script made them like yeah. overact. Yeah. <laughs> because the dir- the not maybe not the script but the direction. Because yeah, I feel like that's a, that has a lot like to do that. with the director requesting that she, you know, be over dramatic that she found the gun. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you didn't need all that. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, she finds the gun and, um, and then Max is in the very, in the very same montage, Max, uh, is about to have his huge, uh, apex of a downward spiral. All these characters in this moment, I don't know if you realize that. But all of them in that moment yeah. had the downward spiral. Okay, so yeah, so I and I and this I. This is the thing where he gets kicked out. Right? He gets he kicked, kicked out, out of the club, club. and then oh, what on, we were saying in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the club, just does a line of coke. <laughs> yeah, first of all, yeah, so he gets kicked out. He tries to keep going back, and then everybody's like videoing him, of course, on their phone, mm-hmm. probably snapping him, and then what happens? So he. He takes the hat off of the cop, and the cop is just like, <laughs> keeps going. Like, no, no. It's like a little baby, like, you know? <laughs> and then he goes to the side, does a little line of coke, and then they come and get him, and then they put him in the car, or not even, like, the cop car. It, it was a cop even, car. Was it a cop it was car? It a cop car. Well, it's they just take different him looking home. cop cars, yeah. They take him home and then say, uh, get some sleep, Max. And then they... Um, congratulate him or say you were a le- you're you're a legend. Yeah, something like that. And um, then wait, 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 wait. And then he tries to give them a card, which the card had coke on it, and he wipes <laughs> it off in front of them, say, "Oh, mm, let me get that off." <laughs> and then tries to hand it to them, and they don't say anything. <laughs> then they go to comment, "Oh, you're a legend, Max." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as he wipes off coke. I mean, that's just privilege. I feel like. I mean, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? That's crazy. But I mean, I I low key like I like that scene because he was a black man. <laughs> so even mm-hmm. here, even if Cam Cam Newton did that, oh his ass would have been <laughs> exactly his mug shot would have been up on TMZ before we could even go to sleep that night, bro. Like <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but but I mean, but I also but I also think it was appropriate because there there are certain legends that are just untouchable, and I feel like. Max was that untouchable legend of rugby. Like, I mean, I don't know M- Michael Jordan of the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if Michael Jordan had coke on one of his business cards, you think you think police officers are gonna take him down to, pr- to jail? Like, I don't. I, me personally, I don't think so. It's Michael Jordan. He's the greatest NBA player of all time. They probably just be like, all right, Mike, let me get some of that, but I'm gonna, you know, take mm-hmm. you in the house. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, they all had that amazing. I don't I don't want to say amazing downfall. That's horrible. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but they all had the down. They all had that moment of of the downfall, and um, and I and I thought it was I thought that was well done, um, to have them all have that moment. Yeah. Uh, so what who else? So George was what was he doing? So he was just 
bit depressed because yeah. mm-hmm. he hit the girl, and the lady. Yeah. And then uh, Kingsley was sleeping here at that time. Kingsley had just got kicked out of his mom's house. Okay. He, ca- he came yeah. home and she was like, give me the keys. I would have just been like, I ain't giving you the keys, mom. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, okay, I'll get them changed. <laughs> I'll get them changed tomorrow. Like, Ma, I can't. I can't do that, Ma. Like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Like, we don't have to talk about this. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But yeah, he she he he hands over the keys to the house, um, and uh, and yeah, and then we um, and Max goes home where he's in the house and. We uh, see him looking at the old footage of him, and uh, oh, oh, and that was also you know in that sex scene that b- before when they were you know having sex when she he was telling her about you know all the things that he's lost and he was saying you know I lost my um, I lost my parents I don't have rugby anymore and I've lost my family and oh okay I didn't hear that I didn't see yeah and. I mean, I and and I understood that, and then you know they show him at home, you know, on the couch watching his rugby game, and then he calls Emily and she doesn't pick up, and then immediately calls a hooker or some fling, and has sex with her that night, and then they show Emily in the house kind of crying. Um, I thought it was kind of poetic because kind of in a way she kind of knew like she needed to pick that phone up and she didn't. And she she should have picked that phone up that night because I think things would have ended a little bit different for him. Yeah, yeah, she definitely she was definitely a big big trigger for him. So yeah, and then the the very he has a a coke filled night and uh, wakes up late for his um interview. Well, he's on he's a not interview he's a what? he's a sportscaster for oh, a rugby well. channel or whatever, and uh, he has a bloody nose on national television in the middle of, in the middle of it <laughs> you know one thing I, I i thought was weird was when he he was talking to his boss on the phone he was all nonchalant about it well i could no, to me he wasn't he was like he was trying to be calm like you can tell okay to me that scene that was when you can see that he messed up like he knows that he messed up in his mind like but I would have been a little bit more apologetic, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but babe. think about all the things that he's done. It was just like he knew. I think he knew, like, okay, yeah, I effed up again. But this time I'm going to get better because after that, it goes on to him bettering himself. Does it? Yeah. It does? He goes jogging and stuff. No, not yet because he still goes back home and does another line of coke before he hears that message that his wife left him. Remember? Yeah, but he doesn't do anything <coughs> crazy. Yeah, he kind of breaks down. He has like a little moment. Where he yeah, so down, he's cries. still getting the the wheels are still turning in yeah. his head. Yeah, which I guess I mean it was I mean I don't know like I I don't know if I don't think that was his wake up call. I think the message his wife left him was oh, his no, wake up call. Yeah. yeah, that was his wake I up. I think call. that boosted it. Yeah. Yeah. You and 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 then di- directly after that. They show George, not George, um, Terrence walking home. And That's the worst scene ever. Yes. That was the saddest scene it was. of the whole movie. Yeah. They uh, So he's walking home, and some of the little, um, what do they call? 
younger. <laughs> Some of the little youngers. <laughs> no, let me tell it. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so he's walking home. So he has the beats on him at all times because he listens to music and, and things. So he's walking in the middle of the night, I suppose, and the youngers are sitting on a bench just chilling, doing what they're doing. So mind you, they are supposed to have an initiation. The guy, um, the big gangster guy got them all hyped up to for initiation or to, to show their gratitude or to kind of like show him that they want a place, that he wants, that they want a place in the whatever that is. Whatever organization. <laughs> they never really addressed yeah. what they were supposed to be a part of. It was very yeah, vague, so. but. Some criminalistic organization. Yeah, so they start messing with the guy, and they say, hey, old dude, and start messing with him. And they at first he says that he's not going to take anything from him. So they're, view- they're um, taking the video that as they were instructed to the whole time, like on their iPhones. So they, they tell him that they're not going to take anything, and then I guess he angers them, and then he they um, – as soon as I want to say something, <laughs> but I want to explain something so bad, like I can't say it. No, but they they take his no, um. Sh- okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, so they take his beats, and then he's like, "Give it back, give it back," and then all of a sudden, dude is like the the youngest one. He's like, "Okay, look, I'm about to really like I'm about to really hype up," and he start like he hits him in the face, like square in the face, and then dude falls, and then. He repeatedly kicks him over and over and over again. Oh, it makes me so mad. And he then kicked his him friend, like 50 times. Yeah, like. it was bad. And then his friend is like, okay, man, that's that's enough. Like, that's enough. We need to go. So everybody starts running. And then he's still kicking him, like, with his life. Like, he looked like he was taking his anger out on this guy. You, The one thing that I took away from that scene more than anything else, was when he they took his iPod and it was like, oh, he has the latest. Look at this. What is this old man doing with this, you know, new iPod? Babe, that was like an iPod from like 1999. <laughs> it was like the first generation iPod. Really? Yeah, it was like with a first generation iPod. I was like, that ain't no new toy. Like, but yeah, but it was it was just funny how he had like the beats and then he had this like old iPod. But yeah, they they um they beat him and it didn't make sense as to why they put that scene apart from all the other scenes when all the characters had their downfall. But at the same time, I guess it makes sense it because Terrence really isn't a part, a part of it. He's in a part of like the main plot twist, a plot plot of characters, but um, I might have put it with that. I thought I don't know if I was if I was editing the movie, I probably would have put it with that scene, with the rest of them. Hmm. I mean, I think it kind of went hand in hand. I think it did good to not go with it since it's not with it with the other main yeah. characters. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense overall. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe that was yeah, a good one. But um, uh, and then then we see. You know, Max doing his little detox workout in the park, you know, trying to get his life back together, get back in shape. And then Jake shows up to Emily's house, you know, uh, trying to get trying to get his 
you know, his, his woman. His <laughs> and she's basically like, bro, what you doing here? Like, you are a side piece. Yeah, so she pushes him away, basically. <laughs> yeah, she pushes him away, and he goes and says the most side piece thing you can ever say. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I, no, no, he says... I loved you. I think I loved you when I first saw you. <laughs> yeah, he, he was deep in that side role. Like he did. And she was not having it. She was like, you can't be here. My life is too complicated. Like anything he says. Yeah, she shut him Poor down. Thing. Like he didn't, he didn't, he, he was, was trying. Yeah. He was trying. <laughs> he was trying everything. to get out of it. But, um, but yeah, he was, uh, he was not knowing of his side. You know, position. Position. (laughs) (laughs) And he tried to give her a book too, so he made something for her, and he tried to give it to her. She wouldn't take it, and then she left, closed the door in his face, and then he left the book on the doorstep, which was crazy. Yeah, stupid. She should have threw that book. <laughs> she should have threw she, that she book should. all the way across town. You remember? You remember everybody should say yeet. Yeah, <laughs> she, she should have took that book and been like yeet. <laughs> threw that shit all the way out the house. Like, <laughs> yeah, you you know who your husband is. Why mm-hmm. would you have that book in your house? But exactly. who's gonna hide? Like she didn't even hide it. Like that was not a hide. <laughs> yeah, in the kitchen. But um, but uh. And then after after that, Kingsley is walking home in the rain. I think from he's Kingsley has to do community service. We find out that did he start doing community service after he got arrested from that bar fight or yeah. before? It was after. Okay, so apparently he was doing community service because of the incident from the bar fight. Yeah, and that's how we never really discussed how he met Terrence, yeah. but that's how. Terrence and why King. Why was Terrence working? My question is, why was Terrence working in the graveyard? Yeah, maybe he was just. <laughs> so they never. Maybe he was. Yeah. Why? Why would a ex professional stage actor be working in a graveyard? <laughs> like, I, that was is that where all clear, stage actors? Was, <laughs> I don't know. But they met because he was Terrence. There was a pot that fell over mm-hmm. and he and asked, this was earlier in the movie we didn't even we yeah. skipped we skipped over that so part catch but. you guys up so yeah so they met he asked kingsley before he uh left if he could help him pull the pot up and kingsley was like i'm about to leave bro <laughs> <laughs> right bro i'm about to leave like literally <laughs> literally i'm about to leave <laughs> and he was like can you just help me like this is what you're here for like come on <laughs> so we helped him and then and Kingsley, this goes to say, I would co- like to comment and say that Kingsley was a good guy because the fact that he helped him. Like, if he mm-hmm. was the other guy, any of his other friends, they would have been like, uh, no, I'm leaving. Like, yeah. they wouldn't mm-hmm. even give him the time of day. Bruh, so I didn't already did all of my up. work. <laughs> yeah, it was set up for him because he, and he smiled, too. Yeah. Like, when he. He kind of knew. He, I mean, he kind of, he kind of knew the person that Kingsley was. And I guess that's kind of like, no Kingsley smiled. Oh, when he, oh, I thought you meant like the, the older no, guy, Terrence, Terrence smiled. smiled. He did. Smile well, he though. did too, but yeah. Kingsley smiled. And that was weird to me because, you know, these supposed to be like Thugs. gangster thug yeah. boys. And then he coming and, you know, giving in to helping him. And then he already told him like, I'm, I'm trying to leave. And then mm-hmm. like, yeah. 
he's like, yeah, well, that's what you're here for. Can you just help me? And then he goes, yeah. And then smiles. Like, why are you smiling? Yeah. <laughs> and what was, and he, he offers him money uh, for the help. And he down. turns it down. And, and Terrence says this something about how one good deed lightens a darkened world yes, or something. I love that. Yeah, that was thing. a dope quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One good deed lightens Dark. a darkened world. So, but yeah, so they, Brightens they, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have this amazing friendship bond and, um, uh, Kingsley, um, uh, Terrence invites Kingsley, Kingsley to the beach. And I guess that's fast where, forward. yeah, <laughs> well, fast forward. Kingsley invites, uh, or Terrence invites Kings, Kingsley to the beach. And I guess that's where Terrence goes to do his like, um, clarity, clarity of mind type deal. Yeah. It's like a yoga meditate. Yeah. Station type. And, um, uh, Kingsley, uh, Terrence finds out that Kingsley has this, uh, 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 inspiration to be an actor. He kind of takes him under his wing. Um, and you know, like I said, Terrence invites Kingsley to the beach. Kingsley finally accepts, but it's actually the day after he's been mm-hmm. beaten pretty bad. And Kingsley finally sees him and like, you know, he's loses it. Yeah. Square up. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, he should have known who did it. Like he, act, he, he Kingsley asked like, who did this to you? It's like, come on, bro. What like. Right, <laughs> like you know who did this. Like I mean, but but yeah, and Terrence kind of tells him like, hey, like don't go do anything that's crazy. Your, yeah, he says that's not your life anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not your life anymore, and won't won't discuss who it was or who beat him up, and um, and uh, like I said, and then we you know we get to the point where Kingsley's walking in the rain, and Kingsley's I guess um ex-friend that he doesn't like anymore the guy the 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 leader of his youngers sees him walking in the rain and is like hey you got to go go see the boss like the big boss mm-hmm. wants to see you now and the thing that threw me off about that was they never discussed the boss well they did discuss him but he was kind of this mm-hmm. like who was he mysterious yeah person. <laughs> and didn't didn't make sense and so um and then Vincent beside him. <laughs> His Vincent. <laughs> Bruh, tell me, tell me he didn't look like Sean Paul. <laughs> oh my God. Don't play. Don't tell me. Try to play Sean Paul. I thought he, he was not. about I to be. I love Sean Paul. <laughs> I thought he was about to be like, just give me the keys and we'll be burning. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, he's, he, he didn't like Sean Paul. No. Get out. He looked like Sean Paul. I'm going to put no, a picture of him not. up on, on the website. Y'all going to see he looked like he Sean Paul. He blonde braids. <laughs> He looked like a little muskrat. <laughs> no, Sean Paul does not look like a little muskrat. <laughs> but he basically goes, Kingsley goes and sees the bosses, and the bosses basically tell him that he has to kill um, Daniel. Oh, that's his name. Daniel. Daniel. How you how you just come out of thin <laughs> air with that? I've been asking you for the last hour what this guy's name was. I just remembered through that scene. Because I was trying to figure out, like, who was Daniel? Like, who were they talking about? And it was the... The thug boy. Daniel. So, yeah. Over the younger. So, he tells him he has to kill Daniel now. And, um, and. Because Kingsley was trying to get out of the game. No, 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 no. He said that Daniel has been snitching. Well, yeah, that too. And so, he has to kill Daniel. Like I said, my gripe with this was that what, what stake did we have for Kingsley to be so afraid of his bosses yeah, he that he needed to kill Daniel, right? 
because I mean we like we don't we don't see anything for dead for Kingsley to be scared of. You know what I mean? Like like normally when you have a boss in a movie, like the boss gets his hands dirty once, you see him and shoot somebody was, or And that was my thing. They met in a public fancy restaurant too. Yeah. So he like before he went in, he took a little puff of his asthma. Yeah. He like he, his um pump <laughs> asthma pump. Mm-hmm. He was like he has asthma? And we just now found it out yeah. he has asthma. Like, and then he was that shook that yeah. <laughs> he had to take a pump of his asthma pump that we didn't see until now. Yeah. And so it was like, and then usually if you are in a gang or whatever or selling drugs from somebody, they won't meet in a public place. Like that is like you trying to get caught. Yeah. And then you can't do what you really want to do to somebody like if I you're s- in a public area. So mm-hmm. it was like he wasn't planning on doing anything to him, like of course, but it was like, why are you scared? Like I like, said, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the crime positioning places in this movie were just like Yeah, weird. And then like sense. they got quiet when somebody walked by though. So they were oh, all yeah. like looking <laughs> 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 like they stopped and like looked at him <laughs> and waited for him to pass and then <laughs> Then they kept talking. But yeah, and yeah, so it was it didn't make sense to me why he needed why Kingsley needed to be so afraid of this guy. You know, like I, I mean I understand what you're trying to paint here. Like, yeah, the crime boss, you don't disrespect the crime boss, that's the boss. He'll he'll you know, he'll off you if you don't, you know, respect him. But it's like y'all didn't develop that. For all we know, this guy is uh you know, twinkle toes from the suburbs. Like, you didn't tell me who this guy was. But yeah, so he tells him if you want to get out, he's like the weeds on your road to there are weeds blocking your road to success or something is what he tells Kingsley. And basically he's implying that the weeds is Daniel and he needs to kill Daniel. Mm-hmm. And um, so now we know that Kingsley got to get his hands dirty and. and but my point is he was saying and he tried to bargain with them because kingsley wanted to get out of the game that's what i'm saying i don't know if you caught that or not but that was the whole reason that he was there like well it's not the whole reason but he wanted to get out of the game because like i said earlier he had something bigger for his life he know you know he really wanted to get into art school Mm -hmm. and do theater and he also told Daniel once in the movie, like, you're effing up my future. You know, so he tried to bargain them, and they said, um, bargain with them to get out and say that his friend from the beginning of the movie can take his place. And they were saying that his friend can't take his place until Daniel is dead. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I do. I now remember And that. now, and then he was like, um, Sean Paul said something. But <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Sean Paul, just give me the light. That's what he said. <laughs> well, he said, I remember. So he said, um, these, this, um, what did he say? He said, the game, you can't run away from the game. Something like along these lines. You can't run away from the game. The game will always follow you or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> and you'll always be. <laughs> something like I'm that. Trying to be poetic. I know. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then uh, so yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see that I didn't notice really? that. But you didn't hear it, but he mm-hmm. literally said it in the conversation. Mm, I didn't notice that, but yeah. So when he's got to kill somebody, and um, 
in place mm-hmm. <laughs> to get himself out of the room. And then Max, very next scene, Max goes to the park, or he's at the park waiting for Emily and the kids. Mm-hmm. And Emily makes a little snide remark. Well, you're actually <laughs> on time today. <laughs> and Max says, yeah, I've been running, which I don't know how that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the meaning, he's getting his life together. That's what that meant. But that was just like, it, I mean, but come on, babe. If, if I said that, if you said something to me about being late and I was like, yeah. I've All she's running. looking for <laughs> is that he's getting his life together. He knew exactly what to say <laughs> for her to know. They know. <laughs> but yeah, and, and um, and so you know, he's trying to basically finesse his way back into the game, mm-hmm. like he's been trying to do the whole movie. And uh, I think she's starting to come around and see that, you know, he's actually, you improving. know, improving and trying to become a better man, which um, I guess has to be a part of the movie you know but Mm -hmm. i don't know like i don't know like i feel like she never had any pushback on him like she never was like go you know like he was always there even in the first beginning never you know Mm -hmm. he never he he was never officially in the doghouse you know what i mean well he had a whole nother (laughs) apartment he did (laughs) but but we didn't see we didn't see him go to the like we didn't see him like yeah. pack his stuff up and move into this apartment because we just, he was already there before in the beginning I told you she he was not he did not come out of that house because but he had a he key to the house there. he still had a key to the house how you gonna put somebody how you gonna put somebody really? in the dog yes remember he knocked on the door last scene he knocked on the door and then went in how you think he you know well the last scene yeah because they made up. And how you think he got in? How you think he got in the time that he had, had to find his rugby jersey? And she asked, she asked him, "What are you doing here?" Oh, well, yeah. he's stupid. Yeah. He's stupid. I'm pretty sure it's still his house. <laughs> he was the typical breadwinner in that relationship. So, and um, same same scene. Uh, George and Kathy have a sit down. In the um, oh gosh, park. She to get him together. <laughs> she whipped him into shape. I love me some Kathy boy. In the she, park as well. He was moping around so long, like he, he killed was, somebody. I'd yeah, been the same he did. Way. But yeah, he did. But there's a point, especially in a relationship, when you, of course, if you lose somebody, you have to move on. And he, in that, his character should be very thankful that she helped him. And that was just her showing him that she was there and kind of waking him up out of his depression. Yeah. So she basically told him, like, okay, I need you to come with me now. Like, we're going, like, five minutes. (laughs) Let's Mm -hmm. go. And she took him to the park, and she had a heart-to-heart conversation with him, telling him that, well, okay, this is my thing. So she told him that if she had to choose between a new baby and him, she would choose him. And I'm like, mm, I don't, well, of what, course, what, what, yeah. What you trying okay. to say? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. A baby, though? Like, I don't know. Like, that that seemed kind of harsh to me is what I'm saying. So you telling me you it, we in a committed <laughs> relationship, we get I married. Mean, I understand. Yes, I'm gonna choose you for the right time. But basically, in, in, eh, 
Never mind that conversation. You're not right. We'll have another conversation off, off, no. off of the mic about that. Like, okay, of course, yes. Like, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to choose you if the baby, of course, isn't born yet. But it's like, well, if the baby's there, then, of course, that's a different story. It's like, you just need to get your stuff together so you can come back to us. But, yes, yeah, so. Well, I like this scene. I like both of this. Yeah. I like that because. Both of them, both couples ran apart. Both couples were having this resolution mm-hmm. um, about, you know, coming to terms that she, Kathy told George, they're not ready to have a child. We need mm-hmm. to get our life together. You need to figure out your life, and then we can think about having a, adopting a kid. And, and, and Max, you know, is playing with his kids in the park. And um, I like that. I like that resolution for the two for the moment because <laughs> yeah, <those> <laughs> it all falls down <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. it all falls down uh the final scene um max is all happy he's thinking he got his bay back he, he comes he in with went, some roses, roses <laughs> and you know he you know goes in looking for the vase to put his roses in he goes to her house or their their family house looking for the vases to put his roses in and he finds the vase, and then I don't know why he goes in the drawer. What does he got to draw? Scissors? Um, I guess to cut the roses. Yes, the scissors. He grabs the he grabs the note the 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 book that Jeff had left for her on the doorstep, mm-hmm. and tosses it on the counter, and then grabs the scissors and cuts off the rose he don't do parts. All that. He does. He cuts the stems, and then he sees the book. He picks the book up, and then he starts looking through it and sees all this, these pictures of Jeff. And Emily. and Emily and goes into like straight just yeah like he was about so he was about to throw away the roses and then he opens the trash can dun, and dun, sees dun. <laughs> and sees a pregnancy test Bruh. and he really like he took off his jacket Bruh. And was like <laughs> bro about to scrap like a yeah shit. he was he just. He, he, lo- he, he lost it and he I mean I, I don't blame him I probably would have lost it too. He called her a slag. Like, <laughs> 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 was it a slag? I wrote it down. <laughs> it was something. What did he call her? Yeah, a slag. A slag, yeah. And uh, the slag was at the mall shopping again. Yeah, oh, <laughs> for the kids. No, no, no. And she was Not at the mall, the yes, because he, call, he, he called her, I think, and she didn't pick up. And so they cut to her at the mall shopping. And then he just starts drinking and like I don't he gets some cocaine and he starts doing coke. Yeah. He grabs the gun out of the closet, puts the gun together, which is like a huge <laughs> redneck gun, big ass like gun. <laughs> I didn't even realize people Shotgun, in the UK like had <laughs> guns like that. Like <laughs> this gun but yeah, he uh, he pulled the gun out and you know went outside. He was basically on a trip, and um, Emily saw. He, Emily was walking by, I guess, the entertainment c- center or department window, and she saw the news footage of uh, uh, Max basically in a standoff with the police and runs home. And, you know, he basically is like, you know, I ain't talking to none of you. What do he call them? Pussy houses? <laughs> <laughs> pussy houses, yes. <laughs> I'm not talking to any of you pussy houses. <laughs> I want to talk to my wife and, um and finally, they get his wife on the phone, and he, like, just straight berates her. Like, any any chance that he had after that fact, 
was <laughs> completely gone after well, he hung he that phone up. <laughs> all the things that he found, which was the reason as to why he elapsed like that. So it was just kind of like, you did this. Mm-hmm. To That was his response. Like, you did this. This is why I'm like this. So that kind of brought everything into perspective. Like, yeah. you can't F up, Emily. Like, he is counting on you. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's saying, he's like, crazy. you know, and 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 he and he kind of makes sense in his in his in his last monologue when he was like, you know, you go and you know sleep with a pretty college boy, you know, what do you want from me? Like what? Like how? Like how can I be a better man? How can how can I understand who I am? You know, if you don't value the work that I put in for this house, you know, I, all I do is go to work. I you know all I do is try to build and provide for you, and then you go sleep with. You know, like you said, the pretty college boy, and it, and it, I mean, I guess I understood where he was coming from, and it made sense. And but he was, I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, he was sleeping with all those women. Yeah, but it's always a double more. standard. Um, but I understand um, where he was coming from. With, <laughs> I'm just playing. No, but he it is, is not it, justifiable. It, 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 it is. It is. She slept with one man, and how many women has she slept? Yeah, with? but okay. Yeah, and, but what? And I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to excuse his behavior. But one eye for another eye leaves the whole world blind. Okay. An eye for an eye leaves the world blind. So just because he cheated, she, she has to, like. She writes, don't make e- a wrong. Either, either okay. she has to be the strong one in that situation or she has to say, Max, I don't really care about your gun-wielding, toting ways, blah, 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 blah. You, y'all can kill him fall. But she didn't do that. She tried, like, she she was comforting in him. She told him, like, I was careful when I slept with him. The baby is yours. You know, I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. She tried. She fed into this whole understanding that she messed up kind of role, you know? So I understood his rage, and I understood why he said the things that he said. But, yeah. I don't think it was fair, though. But, I mean, yeah, like, of course, you don't want your the father of your children to kill himself. So, you're going to tell him everything that he needs to hear in that moment. Because he just, I mean, he relapsed. He's, he's out of his mind right now. He doesn't even know what he's doing. So, yeah, but I still don't agree with him. Like, I don't know. It was it's just... It's very, it's very hard that to put a, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a very tough scene to digest. Yeah. Like. And that just goes back, circle around to say that what tough situation she was in. Like if I was in her situation, I don't, I don't know what I would do. And she was stupid for leaving. Like I was, one, the book, two, you're going to just throw the pregnancy test in the trash can. Exactly, yeah. That just in the, like, you know, he's around, you know, that he could relapse, especially something like that. Like you should know your husband. <laughs> and um, and then all of the characters wrap up. We get George, who finally you know calls the husband of the woman that he killed. He goes and sits in the park with her, with him, and he kind of tells he tells him about the incident and what happened. And in a weird way, the the husband asked <laughs> the husband asked was, was she smiling <laughs> when he hit her? And I thought that was weird. <laughs> <It> <laughs> He asked her, "Was she happy?" And I was like, uh. "At first, I got that, and then when I, when I watched it again, I was like, I don't know what Would I you was want saying." Me to tell like, you? 
Yeah, she was happy, dog. Like I, I she was. And first of all, <laughs> if we would have saw her, if I would have saw her, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hit her. her. Like, yeah. So like, I don't know if she was smiling. I didn't see her. Yeah, like that was that was definitely a writer's flaw. Should never been in there. But um. But it was a good suggestion. Like it was a nice like for him to. That was a closure. way for him to yeah get some closure. Yeah. So. And now George finally gets back in the cab. I guess he's been out of the cab for a while. And he starts driving again. He calls his wife, and he's telling her, you know, I'm back mm-hmm. in the cab or whatnot. And um, She's not picking up. Mm-hmm. And, and then we see Kingsley, and he is about to kill uh, Daniel. Daniel. He's about to kill Daniel. And what I liked about this final scene, and, and uh, this is like the last little bit I want to touch on, was – in the monologue that Emily gave to to um Max. to Max, he she said to him, um, "What do you really, really want? Think about what you really want." And in that ve- and while she was saying that, the camera the the camera was showing the camera was showing uh, Kingsley confronting Daniel. Daniel. And I thought that was so profound. Like in that, and you know, he had he had both of them had a had choice in that moment. You know, does does Kingsley kill him? What do you really, really want? Like you want to be held down by the you know drugs and the low lives and and the have and, and and have nots or whatever? Do you want freedom? Do you want to go pursue your acting? Do you want to go to better things? And you know, but he she was saying it to Max, but you know vicariously saying it to Kingsley as well. And I, I like that part of the of the writing and the script mm-hmm. and the Yeah, and they editing. actually met too. In yeah. One of yeah. the pre- previous scenes. They they connected from Terrence. Mm-hmm. She was uh she was I guess she was a director of the play that he was auditioning for. Or the mm-hmm. school Which or something. Maybe it was the school. Cause, Cause he ended up getting yeah. into the school. So I think she was she worked at the school at some school. They never really touch on that. But um but yeah, and then he he ends up in the end of the movie. Kingsley ends up getting into the school, mm-hmm. and then all the characters c- do this one wait, last. Wait, wait, my best part. So, Go ahead. okay, <laughs> so the characters, the two couples. Well, of course, Max is in jail at this point. So Emily is basically being shown in the park playing with her kids. So she looks happy, like she looks happy, like for the first time in the movie, she looks very happy. And um, she's by herself with the kids. And then we see her. And then they pan over to um, Kathy Kathy and George. And so the thing here that is very interesting and, like, I love, 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 love this scene because of this. Um, Emily looks over at the couple and she's kind of like, you know, like kind of, reminiscing or like kind of like thinking back to her happy memories or maybe I don't know like maybe her future like oh I could have that in the future like I missed that or something like that so but it was a happy thing so then we pan back over to the couple Kathy and George and then they look back they're happy and you know the life's going good holding them hands and then they look back at Emily and her kids and they're they're reminiscing about like oh we could have that in the future like oh kids oh it's happy moments so that interaction was great and then we go to 
Kingsley, and from the beginning, he was, they showed the opening scene, they showed him walking on the bridge. So, like a wide span, a wide pan. Wide shot. Wide angle wide, shot. Wide angle <laughs> shot of the, him walking on the bridge in, in the opening. And then in the closing, while he's opening his uh, letter that his sister gives him, his sister is walking with them. They're, they just happen to be on the bridge again. So it was like they closed with that. So they opened and closed with Kingsley on the bridge. So that was just, I don't know. That's something wrapped, that They I wrapped it up well. Yeah, Yeah. They so they it opened well. it and wa- wrapped it up well. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good, it's a good movie. Um, so uh, any final thoughts before we rate this movie? Um, so at this point, we'll do some overall thoughts. Um, and I'll go first. Uh, my overall thought of this movie was, one, it was well put together. Um, there were some issues with character development that I didn't like. Um, one of them in particular being Terrence. They didn't really develop his character that much. Um, they had opportunities to do so, especially with his uh, stage acting um, and his involvement with the, um, with the graveyard. Um, there were other issues with the movie as well that, you know, lighting um, uh, and, and whatnot and things like that. But the overall, like, conception of this movie, I feel like it was edited well. The music composition was well. Uh, the track, you know, kind of fit. The track playlist kind of fit well with it. And I, I thought it was good. I thought it was similar to Crash, the American mm. film, kind of like. So I liked yeah. it. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, a, a well put together movie, and yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I thought the scenes fit very well together. They tied in great from beginning to end. All the things that the characters went through were very relatable, and I could see myself in each one of those, even if I haven't been through them. And it was just. Uh, overall, really good movie. Very emotional, very touching, and inspiring. Okay. Uh, so, at the average conversation, we use three categories to rank our films. These rankings take into account many things, but we look mostly for the film's consistency, how well the film works with or against the plot, characters and their development, and lastly, the longevity of the film. Okay. So, uh, the three categories that we can rank a film are as follows. Below average, meaning this film did not deserve the review nor the conversation and it lacked inconsistency, plot development, and or longevity. Average, this film is worthy of the review and deserves some kind of conversation, although it may lack in one or several of the areas, it does excel in other ways. Or three, above average. This film is a is a this film is worth the watch in the conversation. This film is worth the watch in the conversation. It excels in more than two thirds of the areas and it is a good film. And more or less, this film is what other films should be modeled after. So I would say average. Well, I was going to say we'll both say our rating kind of three but <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> but uh, ok 
said it. Um, so I guess you say average. Uh, I say average as well. Um, it's a good movie. It hits most of the marks that I feel like a movie uh, should be molded after. Um, lacks in a couple of areas, like I said, consistency, character development. Some of those areas it did lack in um, lighting as well. But overall, it was a good movie. It's an average movie, and it's on Netflix. So uh, check it out, 100 Streets. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. And um, lastly, uh, let's see. Um, I first want to say thank you to everyone out there that's listened to this first episode of the Average Conversation Podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, Tim, and my co-host, Anita. And uh, we will be doing this uh, at least um, once a week, hopefully. Um, we, We aim to do this once a week, uh, but we'll try to get at least two to three reviews in a month. And, um, and we just enjoy watching movies and we enjoy breaking down movies. And so this is our way to kind of do that, uh, and share it with you guys. So thank you for listening to the first episode. Um, the average conversation, uh, is available, uh, for streaming on, um, iTunes or whatever podcaster that you use. Uh, you can also check out our website at theaverageconversation.com. Uh, all of our social media pages are on there as well. Uh, the Average Conversation is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can show your appreciation for The Average Conversation by leaving us a five-star review. Uh, if you like The Average Conversation podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, uh, and we will read all five-star reviews on the show. If you'd like to leave us review, if you'd like for us to review a TV show or have a topic you think might make for a great episode, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and we will not only read the five-star review, we might consider might consider your show suggestion ideas. And lastly, if you are a fellow creative musician, storyteller, writer, podcaster, filmmaker, and would like us to check your work, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll definitely check it out, and we'll plug it here on the show as well. That's it. So until uh, next week, uh, you can follow the show at uh, uh, on the social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Bye, guys. See you next week. Adios. Or should we say cheerio? Okay, bye. Average Conversation Podcast.